Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. You don't want to have to deviate off the road to learn that you're going to end up back on the path they told you. Listen to them, learn as much as you can. And that's it. You'll see that when you apply it, it's so true what they say. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He is a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here today with our guest, John C. Paniagua. He is from Rego Park, New York. He works full-time at the New York Stock Exchange in regulatory technology software development. John's portfolio consists of three syndications, and he has three years' experience as a flipper. He has one year as a GPLP and three multifamily syndications. John, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Thank you, Ash, for inviting me on the show. My background is essentially I'm an engineer by education. I went to Stony Brook University, Columbia University, got my master's and PhD in engineering. And I started work at Northrop Grumman 30 years ago. In 1998, I became a consultant. I made the change to being a software engineer in finance. And what I did was I worked for Sapien Corporation for six years before I joined the New York Stock Exchange in 2004. And I got a risk management certification. So essentially the rocket science that I'm very familiar with, I've applied it to finance. And now I'm applying it to real estate. I got into real estate heavily around 2017, where I flipped the home I had. I bought a home back in 1993 in Bayville, and I flipped it. And that's how I got into multifamily syndications. And my focus has been in that area since in commercial estate and multifamily syndications. And how did you get into syndications? Going from flipping your own house to syndications is one extreme to the other. So tell me the story behind that. Yeah, sure. That was interesting. In 2017, when I flipped the house with my two partners I had, by the time we flipped it, the gains were quite substantial. I realized, I think we made 75% on that one deal. We looked at to saying, okay, can we do more? And I quickly realized, I said, scaling the, trying to do flipping required enormous resources. And from an operational perspective, it would have been considerable time spent trying to manage that type of an operation. So then in 2017, I happened to be in Las Vegas. This is the funny part. I was in Las Vegas and there was a life insurance conference and they had as a guest on Grant Cardone. And he talked about doing big things, just thinking big. That night in a hotel, I happened to look up Grant Cardone on the web, and I saw a couple of articles. One was from Business Insider, and the other one was Forbes. And he talks about he owned, at that time, 4,000 units. But what was great about the article is he actually walks through step-by-step as to why multifamily syndication, your rewards can be much more substantial with less risk. And he talks about how, and that was the trigger that lit the light bulb in my head saying multifamilies is the way to go. And then I spent 2017 looking with a business associate of mine. We were looking at apartment building complexes in New York (laughs) and New Jersey. Then I quickly realized looking at the numbers, doing the underwriting, multifamily syndications there, those are for the big boys because it was very, very difficult looking at the cap rates that were existing at the time and looking at the cost per unit versus the monthly rents that you could charge, it didn't add up. 
But I knew that was the way to go. And that's why I focused out of state. And where did you go? Well, I quickly realized if I'm going to continue working full time, that looking in New York was not the place to go. I had to look elsewhere. And I quickly realized I needed help. So I read several books. One of the books I read, Joe Fairless's book at the time, he had the best advice. Before his last book, and I think it was 2018, 2019 that I read, it's a great book he wrote on multifamily syndications. He had written two prior ones, and I read those, and I read a Michael Blank book. And I quickly realized that I needed a team, I needed a mentor, and that was the first step, was to find a mentor. And I did. And I joined Michael Blank's group, and there's where I met Phil Caprin. And ever since then, Phil was one of the best decisions ever made, Phil Caprin. And last year, I also became a mentor of Hunter Thompson. So in combination, working with Phil, that's how I ended up being a general partner. And I was introduced to other members of the team. So this syndication team ended up being half a dozen people. Another one was Chris Roberts and Paul Wilcox, also from Michael Blank's group. So that's how I started. So John, the deal that you were a GP on, you were one of many GPs on someone else's deal. So your job was to get investors in on this deal. Well, there's several, the way we partitioned it, because we work cohesively as a team, you have to do asset management, investor relations, you have to keep an eye on the lender docs, you know, interact with the lenders on a monthly basis, you're tracking to pro forma. Another thing we had to do was operations, looking at working with a property manager. So One of the good things about this deal was that we had people on site. You need to have as part of the GP team, somebody with boots on the ground. So we had somebody on our team doing that. I did a lot of the underwriting. I helped out with the asset management. So I became very familiar with a lot of the issues. We have weekly calls. And this model, I replicated not only on this deal, but on the other two deals. So we have two deals in Southeast Virginia, one in Chesapeake, another one in Hampton, and Another deal in Savannah, Georgia. And how many GPs were on that first deal and how big was that deal? It was a $9 million and we had to do a $3 million equity raise. It was a $9.25 million, 104 units. And I believe we had at least seven GPs on that deal. The other two deals, we have five or six on those. And how do you divvy up the tasks for each GP? Good question. Because when you build a team, you definitely want to be able to not supplement each other, but rather complement. So each individual has their strengths and weaknesses. And you try to make sure that when you overlap, you know, all the responsibilities that everyone's strength is in each section. So somebody's main strength is on the underwriting. Another individual on the team could be operations, managing the property manager, or managing the contractors. And another one could be dealing with the investors, sending out monthly newsletters, any updates, any events on the property and investor relations. So that's how we beat up. And then of course we had the head sponsor. All right. So while things are going well, the Friday meetings are probably easy. Everything's smooth. Everyone's getting along. Give me an example or a story where there was an issue to deal with or things weren't going so well and things got heated or there was a challenge in front of you. Yeah. Good question. We had one deal, The one of the properties we had was we had a fire. So we had a fire. How did we deal with the fire? The firemen came, they had to put out the fire and destroy two units. What do we go from there? So we had a GP meeting and we discussed what is the procedure? 
And it's a good question because one of the things that we're doing is we were writing procedures manuals because that's one of the things we need to do for each property that we have. I realized we need to have a procedures manual to do with such emergencies or your normal day-to-day operations. I call it the blue sky scenarios. And then you have your black swan scenarios, which could be a fire. It could be a natural event that can destroy part of the property. How do we deal with it? And for example, this one, we had a fire. So we had to make sure the tenants were out. We had to deal with the insurance company and we deal with the contractors. So we never have heated arguments. It mostly is, okay, how do we deal with this issue? Phil's very, very good at this because he's from the Navy and he was a special weapons crew combatant. And he knows a lot about operational risk. In the military, it's actually, it's ingrained in them to do that. My background, when I was an engineer at Northrop Grumman, And I worked with the Navy. I worked with the Air Force building airplanes. That was another thing I had also with me. I understood it clearly was operational risk and how do you deal with it? And Phil was really good. So we overcame that incident and we're moving forward. So that's just one example. Another example could be, again, dealing with a contractor who possibly is not doing the work the way he's supposed to, or the property manager not filling out reports. That's something that we're working with now after... We've been on this deal now almost a year. We've been able to work through some of the reporting issues to make sure they're in line with what we expect so that when we do our lender documents, we go over the lender docs to report to the lender to make sure that numbers are in sync. Right. Your team was put to the fire on that one, literally. So, John, how often do GPs communicate? How often do you guys meet and talk? Oh, at least once a week, at least. Sometimes, depending on if there's any issues, it could be twice a week. We send texts to each other. We definitely communicate text saying we got to get on a call or email. And all of you guys are systematic, have a lot of experience behind you. Are you looking to scale what you currently have to the next level? Great question. Okay. So me personally, after being a GP on three deals, I realized for me, because I'm here in New York and I still work full time, I really can't afford to do that yet to be able to scale up on a GP. What I can do and what I'm focusing on is more on the LP side is creating a fund because there is a lot of opportunity here in New York. There's a lot of money in New York and I've seen money leave New York heading to South Southeast, for example. There's money heading to Texas, there's money heading to Arizona and it's leaving New York for a reason because there seems to be an anti-landlord atmosphere right now, and it's not very conducive. You can't get your investors' returns on the multifamily side. And looking at 100 units, they're more like 20, 30, 40 units, and the returns are not there for you. So I've been focusing now, and I'm, I'm going to be creating a fund. I'm going to create it by next month. And that's where I've been focusing, because I want to be able to do that, build out a sponsor network, and also an investor network, and then be able to get deal flow and match that with the capital raise. So that's what I'm working on right now. So will this fund have other syndicators taking your investor money into it? Exactly. That's the intention. It's funny because I invested in one of Joe's deals, very good deal. And I see what Joe's doing. So I've done three deals last year. I am by no means an expert. I'm still a student. And that's my philosophy. My attitude is that I want to be able to learn from as many different syndicators and learn from many different investors who have a lot more experience than I do, but I want to learn from them. One thing I learned is to listen to them. And that's what I've been doing. I listen to Phil. I listen to my teammates. 
I listen to others and I've been on other podcasts. I listen to people with a lot more experience because they walk the path. They know. So that is where my focus is right now is exactly that. And what's the challenge of starting a fund? A lot of regulatory hurdles? It depends how. So from a regulatory hurdle perspective, it depends on the size of the fund. Right now, what I'm looking at is a small fund. I'm looking at 5 to $10 million raise and then be able to scale from there. You know, once you get to a certain size, now you have to register with the SEC. That's where the attorneys come in and you work with the attorneys on that. But right now, I want to start out, get the platform basics set up and then be able to bring in investors, do the advertising, being able to bring sponsors in and get vet their deals because it's very important. One of the things I learned that I've experienced on the GP side is being able to see what's a really good deal for my investors. What's your target return to your investors on this fund? I'm looking at IRRs of 15% or higher and looking at value-add deals, possibly maybe some core value deals like class C, C plus, and class B. So that's where I'm looking at right now because I think that's where you can still get deals out there that are getting harder. They're definitely getting harder to find. I've seen that. I've seen cap rate compression where I never saw before because people are bidding up prices. So a metric I always use is unit cost and the monthly market rent. So one of the things I remember in, in reading in Joe Fairless's book was study your market. Understand what is it that can give you always opportunity in that market, which is driven by economic fundamentals. The job market is a diversity. And I remember I follow his step-by-step to create a spreadsheet. You create a list of the markets and then you rate them based on these criteria. So I'm not going to make a a shout out for the book, but you got to get Joe Fairless's book is an invaluable read. The book on syndications, right? Correct. The big one, the best ever. And the other one was Hunter Thompson's Raising Capital. Again, I'm a student, I'm still learning and that's it. I just try to absorb as much as I can and listen to what they say. John, what is your best ever real estate investing advice? I would say when you network and you establish relationships, Listen, listen to them. Like I said, my mentors, I listen to them. Follow what they say because they've been through there. You don't want to have to deviate off the road to learn that you're going to end up back on the path they told you. Listen to them, learn as much as you can. And that's it. You'll see that when you apply it, it's so true what they say. It's remarkable. If I find it uncanny with what I've been through so far. That's great advice. John, are you ready for our lightning round? Sure. Awesome. First, a quick word from our partners. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. John, what's the best book you recently read? How to Raise Capital by Hunter Thompson. It's a blue book. It's a very good book. That was the best one I've read recently. And what's the best ever way you like to give back? Oh, my God. For the very reason I was talking about. So besides, personally, I want financial freedom. I'm more about also giving people a good product. You take a Class C that needs some work, do a value add, and you enhance the living space for somebody that's living there. And being able to add value, make it a nice place for them. And it's a win-win situation. To me, improving people's lives that way, make them feel more comfortable, giving back that way. 
That's a great byproduct of real estate investing. Yes. They said that before I started and it is so true. Good. And John, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Oh, simple. I have right now, my website is www.onewayholdingsllc.com. And you can reach me by email at info at onewayholdingsllc.com. Or you can use my personal email at the problems, J-P-A-N-I-A at yahoo.com. John, thank you for being on the show. You've given us some great advice and your story coming from the corporate world using and learning all of these systems that you've learned over the years, applying them. You got the real estate bug just a few years ago and you applied all of these systems. You educated yourself and you literally went from zero to syndication, which a lot of people, their goal is syndication and it takes them years to get there. But you took the fast track and systemized everything, educated yourself along the way. And what a great story. Thank you so much. Yeah, the key was my teammates and understanding not to be greedy. So being a part GP, think of it as the Amazon distribution model, being a part GP on many deals to me, it to me was very valuable because I get to learn by an order of magnitude, many more issues with multifamily syndications and investing in other people. I enjoyed investing in Joe's and other syndicators deals because you learn. And that's an angle that a lot of people probably don't look at. Get into the GP side and learn by putting your feet to the fire. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. John, have a great day. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show.